All right, welcome back here to Magnus Arena on the campus of the University of Denver. Second intermission here with the score at the end of two periods. Merrimack 1 and Denver 1. I'm Mike Magnick with John Leahy. This second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate Studies. At Merrimack, you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate. That's merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Second in the mission, as we mentioned, the score here, one-to-one. Joining us here in the second in the mission is Avash Kaur, Dr. Avash Kaur from College Hockey News, the NCHC correspondent, lives here in Denver and covers the NCHC also. sees an awful lot of the Denver Pioneers. And, uh, you know, Avash, we were just talking uh, at the end of that, near the end of that second period. It's a 1-1 game here. And, you know, I don't know how many times these days you can say legitimately there's a goaltending duel going on, but when you got both goaltenders have been robbing, just flat out robbing the best players on the other team, I, I think tonight this is a goaltending duel. Yeah, uh, I totally agree with that. Um, first of all, Mike, great to see you. Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, with a with a sort of holiday lay break, uh, I think both offenses came out a little bit sloppy early on, and there, you know there've been a lot of missed passes. But then, uh, as a result of that, some turnovers in front of both goaltenders, and that's where the goaltenders. I think it really shined uh, on both ends. Uh, power play hasn't really been able to get going for either team. Uh, um, Denver, I guess, uncharacteristically taking some early penalties, able to kill those off, though. Uh, and as the game has gone along, Denver's drawn a couple of penalties in which uh, they have not been able to take advantage of. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Denver came into the game hoping they'd get more power play time. Obviously, Merrimack struggled on the penalty kill this year, and so I'm sure they were hoping to take advantage. You know, the power play is the only time when... Uh, Coach Montgomery for Denver puts Henrik Borstrom and, and Troy Terry out at the same time uh, since he splits them up on other lines. And I thought, especially on the last power play, they looked good uh, and connected on a few passes. And so I'm sort of wondering if in the third period we'll see him put the, um, on the same line to try and get the offense going. Yeah, it's been kind of an interesting chess match as we see tonight. You know, both coaches used their timeout in that second period after icing calls and uh, after m- multiple icing calls. And, uh, you know, we saw Mark Denny do it early in the second, later in the second with Jim Montgomery using it. So now we enter the third period in a 1-1 game and neither team has their timeout. That doesn't happen too often. It does not happen a lot. So it'll be interesting to see if uh, if one team is able to get a lead late if, if the other team uh, is able to appropriately set up in the offensive zone to uh, set up a play for the off- for the uh, extra attacker. Well, what's your take overall on this Denver team? I mean, uh, it's well-known what Jim Montgomery had to say a couple of weeks ago after the Dartmouth series. Uh, didn't like the way that his team finished the break or finished the first half of the of the season and uh, you know made no bones about that fact um, I'm, I don't think that he's going to be happy with what he's seen through two periods so far tonight but you know he did mention in our pregame with with him that uh, you know, he does have a young team and there are they are going to be prone to mistakes and we are seeing some of that tonight. absolutely uh, Mike I wouldn't want to be in the Denver locker room right now uh, Montgomery is a very honest coach he's honest with his players and he's honest with the media too and yeah you're alluding to what he said after the Dartmouth game and he essentially called out his whole team, but in particular the veterans, uh, which you know is sort of a um, smart coaching move to try and get them going. Uh, called out, said that you know he questioned the character in the locker room. Um, Denver this year has really struggled to have the same kind of honestly intensity uh, that they had last year. You know they were th- the year before last they had had that frozen four loss, a very dramatic loss to North Dakota in the final seconds, and you just could sense that they were driven to get 
back to the Frozen Four and, and right that wrong, so to speak. This year, uh, a little bit of a hangover, I think, from winning the national championship, but an, an unbelievably talented group. I think what they really need is a little bit more depth um, in uh, in contribution from, as far as scoring goes from their third and fourth lines, because uh, that's something that they've really struggled with, whereas last year they didn't. Uh, tell us about Borkstrom, what you've seen. I mean, uh, he's uh, seemed, seemed to be held in check for the most part tonight, but you can see here or there, there are flashes, you know, all of a sudden he turns on the Jets and makes a great move. Yeah, uh, he's unbelievably talented offensively, and um, the thing that I've noticed that uh, he's improved on just from last year is, is his size. I mean, he's still, I think, listed at 190 pounds, um, but, uh, and I think last year was listed as 180, but he looks bigger and he throws his weight around a little bit more on the ice, and that's really helped his game. Uh, he has, I mean, I've seen him, you know, in the last couple of years really just take over a game, um, you know, those kind of three-point, four-point performances. Uh, I'm not sure if he um, has that in him tonight, but certainly, like you said, he's shown flashes. He's unbelievably skilled with the puck uh, and has great vision, which has helped his line mates, especially Liam Finley. Uh, Tana Gillette won the Richter Award last year, made, I thought, at least three just outstanding saves in that second period to keep it a 1-1 game off of, uh, well, off of two of Merrimack's best players, two out off of Brett Sini, one off of Jay Sennig, and then another, another, another one that was just a notch below that off of Michael Babcock. So, you know, four, really four pretty good chances and four very good saves by Tanner Gillette. Has he been having to do that? Has he been doing that this year? Uh, he's, you know, he's rock solid in goal and is uh, a big anchor for the DU team back there. I think uh, he hasn't really had, especially last year, I think the defense was a little bit stronger in front of him, led by the Hobie Baker winner, Will Butcher. Um, this year, uh, with maybe a little bit younger team, prone to more mistakes, like you said, they been a lot of turnovers in front. I mean, I thought the save he made on Hennig was, was incredible on the two-on-one. Uh, he, uh, he has control of the locker room. He's, he's a... If you see him off the ice, he's big, imposing. He's got this very, you know, imposing sort of beard as well. I think, uh, he, you know, he's, a, he's really popular in the locker room. And I think uh, on the ice, uh, the team takes confidence in him back there. And it's obviously helped him uh, throughout his career. We're talking with Avash Kaur. He is the NCHC correspondent for College Hockey News. And the score here is 1-1. We're actually in the midst of a stretch here. We're going to see three NCHC teams this year. It was Minnesota Duluth earlier in the season. It's Denver tonight. Tomorrow, it's Colorado College. What can you tell us about the Tigers? So, Colorado College, you know, they've had such a rough go of it for the last few years. This is Mike Haviland's uh, fourth season now for CC. And, you know, single-digit wins win totals each of those three years. I think it's like 6-6 six, six, and 8 or something like that. Uh, this year, they've already surpassed that. And so, when I talk, I talked to Mason Bird, for example, uh, after uh, one of the games against, one of their games against Denver, Denver, uh, which both of those games ended in ties before the holiday break. And Mason just said, you know, enough is enough. We've had enough here. Um, they have a lot of talent, especially on their top line with Trey Bat Bradley and, and Mason Berg, and that sort of gets their team going. And then they have a really good goaltender in Alex Clare as well, uh, which has helped them this year. Mike Haviland has, uh, is, has one of the most positive attitudes that I've ever seen from a coach. Um, and that's tough when you're going through this stretch. You know, CC is one of those storied programs in college hockey history. You know, they for 
20 years uh, from sort of the you know late 80s to mid 2000s they were in the NCAA tournament almost every year it was rare for them it's rare for them to go through this period but I think with his kind of attitude he's helped bring them out of that and it's really great to see uh, a program like that recover um, so I'm sure it'll be a good game uh, against Merrimack tomorrow night. Yeah, I was going to say before we let you go here because we do have to take a break uh Quickly handicap that game tomorrow. Or you see two periods of Merrimack here. Uh, how do they match up with CSU? Yeah, so this is my first time seeing Merrimack, obviously, this year. Um, I think uh, if Merrimack plays like they do today, uh, forcing turnovers um, against a, a young defense, I think that can really um, put CC on its heels. CC is really fast and well-conditioned. I think, and honestly, they, may arg- they are arguably more well-conditioned uh, physically than, than even Denver is. Um, and so uh, the key will be keeping up with that sort of intensity throughout the three games, especially playing back-to-back games at altitude. So that's kind of what I'm lo- I'd be looking for from the Merrimack point of view. All right, good thoughts. We certainly appreciate it, Voss. Great to see you as always. Uh, yep, yep, yep. We'll see you again soon, hopefully. Uh, folks, check out his work on collegehockeynews.com. That's Voss Cholera. And uh, again, hopefully we'll get an opportunity to talk to you again soon. Uh, take care. Happy New Year. You too. Thank you. All right. Uh, score here is 1-1, Merrimack and Denver. At the end of the second period, we'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.